What area of your life right now are you dying to go to the next level? With all the opportunities that exist today, why haven't you reached your next level of income, life, and wealth? In most cases, we've been lied to. We've been told that if you find the right opportunity and you work hard, you can be successful. And that's simply not true. Millionaires, billionaires, and successful people have realized you need the foundation for wealth, the habits. And that's exactly what you'll be learning on the Millionaire Success Habits Podcast. All success starts here. Today, we're going to be talking about confidence. And there's a reason I want to talk about that today and why I feel it's so crucial to your success. Um, some of this stuff I covered in my book, in Millionaire Success Habits. You read it. Uh, some of it I covered in... in um, uh, my winning state of mind course. But it comes across different when, of course, it's live, when I'm going deeper, talking to this group, different than reading the pages off a book or watching a video that's not interactive. And also it's going to come across different to you depending on what phase or what place you're at at a certain time. So when I I still do a lot of masterminds, I still uh, go to a lot of groups, pay for consulting. I do all those things to just keep growing uh, who I am, my businesses, and the person I am. But I know this: like I can revisit confidence once a month, and it will position differently in my life the moment that I'm in it. Sometimes it could be a new company that I'm starting, and I'm a little nervous or scared or or going, you know sideways with a new company and it's like wow and when I start building the confidence I break through go the other next level sometimes it's parenting and I'm, I'm, I'm lack of lacking confidence in a certain area or negotiating or sometimes it's it's you know restructuring a company or all those things depending on when it hits me in my life it's the perfect message so what I'd love for you to think about right now is what area of your life right now are you dying to go to the next level? If you're watching Millionaire Success Habits Monthly, I'd bet to say it's maybe partially or a lot of income, the kind of revenue you're generating. Or maybe you want to work in an area of your life. Uh, Was it Steve who recently lost his job? Uh, You shared that, um, uh, Severio, sorry, Severio uh, uh, recently lost his job. You know, wherever you are, let this sink into that moment. You want to fix the relationship you're in because you know intimacy's not there. Your partner in business, it's not working. Like, take what we share and see how it fits in. Because here's what I know: there are key metrics to success. There just are. I've been blessed to have a lot of success. Thank you. That's not bragging. I feel very fortunate. But when I look, it wasn't a million things, and it wasn't one thing. It was a handful of things. But then the more people I get to meet, and presidents of the United States, and billionaires, and all these cool people I never thought I'd meet, dinner with Michael Jordan, and all these baseball, Emmett Smith, and all these just great people I've been lucky enough to meet. Who knew that I'd ever do that, right? But when I do, I realize they have these same attributes. Hence, millionaire success habits. Hence, that sometimes I fall back on these things like, oh, we're going to talk about confidence today? I was hoping for this next level breakthrough thing. Yeah, we're going to cover all that. Sometimes I'll get very tactical. You know, on these millionaire success habits monthly, I promise you, some months we'll get tactical where I might teach you how to build an online funnel that makes you money. People go in on one side, money spent. It's on the other side. But without the core foundation of certain things, none of that will work. I assure you, I've seen it in enough people. So let's talk about confidence and why it's king. You know, Dan Sullivan, who I've been paying 
22 or $25,000 a year for eight years, a group that I'm in, strategic coach, says the number one thing, the job he has, the reason we cut him checks, the biggest thing is that he wants to teach entrepreneurs and people who want to go to the next level. Mostly, he deals with mostly entrepreneurs, which uh, Jean-Baptiste in France coined an entrepreneur uh, as someone who just wants to take one level of resources to another. Just want to go. If you want to go to another level, you're kind of an entrepreneur. That's just the way it is. And Dan Sullivan says the biggest thing I can teach an entrepreneur to go faster, to go quicker. Now, here's a guy who's taught more entrepreneurs than anyone in the world. He's got a $15 million a year coaching company, coaching entrepreneurs. And he says the number one thing to teach people is to protect your confidence. So think about that. Protect your confidence. What does that mean? Well, uh, on a big scale, just real quick to kind of get in the space that we're talking about today, have you ever had a massive breakthrough in your life have you ever closed that deal, started the relationship, walked into a room feeling good about yourself, closed the boardroom, got the promotion when your confidence was down? Right? Think about that. Think about how you question yourself. Think about how you focus on what's wrong. Think about all the things that happen when your confidence is down. Um, compared to the opposite. When your confidence is up, you close the deal, you get the relationship, you get the girl, you get the guy, you get the, you get the, de- the promotion, you get it all, right? So, so if we can protect that and have pieces in place that can you can snap out of lack of confidence into a state of peak confidence, then you have the ability to do more, to go quicker. So why, am I, why is confidence on my mind? Why did I want to share this with you today? And I hope you're having the chance to watch live. We'll, we'll make sure you write down any questions that you have, how it uh, impacts or affects your life. If you're not watching live, you're watching the replay because maybe you're at work right now or work when I was live, it's so glad to have you here. You know, remember uh, NBC back in the old days when Friends was popular and Jerry Seinfeld, if you're in the States, you know what I'm talking about. NBC used to have a slogan, if, it's, if I haven't seen it, then it's new to me. So if you didn't watch live, it's still new to you. Same value. Uh, So glad to have you here. So why is confidence on my mind? So uh, I talk about my kids a lot. If you know me, that's one of my definitions of success. We all can have our own definitions. Mine is, you know, coaching softball and coaching baseball and making the dance recitals and and cooking my kids breakfast every morning and making sure I get home to play horse in the backyard in the basketball hoop with my son Brody and all that stuff. That's success to me. That's my new criteria. It's not the Lambo and the the fancy watches and all. I stopped wearing watches even. Hardly ever wear a watch. It's that's success to me. Time. Time is so precious to do what I want when I want to do it, right? So my daughter, who is playing softball, so I watched my daughter, and I, I have a family meeting with my kids every Sunday. If you guys watch me, you know that I've shared that before. Every Sunday, if they're not always perfect, but we do the best we can uh, to do Sunday meetings. And this week, uh, the Sunday meeting was on confidence, and here's why. My daughter uh, pitches uh, for in her, on her softball team. She's kind of the starter pitcher. She's not bragging, true, and there's much better girls than her, but on her specific team, she's probably the best pitcher on the team. Throws really fast. I mean, unbelievable uh, how fast she throws. I, don't, I can't even throw that underarm pitch, that softball pitch, right? So last year when I watched my daughter play, my daughter would play in spurts really good. I want you to think about, I'm talking about my daughter, but I want you to think about you or your children or your parents or your spouse or just you in general. I would watch my daughter play 
and she'd have this intensity. And I'd see this, like, not a smile, but that, you know, that confident, like, like got this feeling? I'd watch her play, and she'd pitch good, catch good, hit good, and then something would go wrong. She'd miss a ball. She'd walk two batters in a row. She'd hit a high pop, and they'd catch it. And I'd watch my daughter. She was only nine at the time, but I'd watch her facial expressions change. I'd watch her shoulders go down. I'd watch her stand different. And I'd watch the game just freaking unravel. Couldn't throw a strike again. She'd be up on the mound and she'd be looking at me since I'm one of her coaches. And she'd be like, Dad, I can tell she's like, Dad, take me out. Get me out of this game. Pull the shoot. I want off this pitcher's mound. When she's rocking it, she loves being in control of the game. Believe me, she loves the control of it. When she's not, she wants to pull the shoot and run. What's the difference? So the conversation I had with her a lot of this winter uh, while she was off baseball, getting ready for spring baseball, was simply this. Do you think halfway through the games that your arms stopped working, that um, you weren't an athlete anymore? She'd say, no. I'm like, do you think you forgot how to pitch? She's like, no. I'm like, did your legs start hurting? Did you have a, a blister? Like, what happened? She's like, no. I'm like, what do you think happened? Do you think anything happened here? Or do you think it happened here? And I had these conversations with her subtly 20 times, but never specific because she's 10. She doesn't want to get preached to. Believe me, sometimes she's like, Dad, I don't need a lesson today. <laughs> right? So I get that. But what I realized is, or wanted her to realize, it had nothing to do with her capabilities. It had to do with what was going on between her ears and what dropped. What changed? I'm asking you guys. Her confidence. One thing triggered her lack of confidence, and then it affected everything. It had a snowball effect, going down the mountain, getting worse. And the more she threw a bad one, it was self-fulfilling. I couldn't throw a strike. Another ball. Oh, another ball. Oh, my God. Dad, just take me out, please. Nothing changed except her confidence. So why our family meeting yesterday, again, I'm talking about my daughter, talking about my life. I'm hoping you're thinking about something in your life. Remember, that's what I'm doing here. That's my job is to provoke your thoughts, provoke your thinking to see how important this is. So I've been talking to her and talking to her and, and game one comes. And I have to be honest with you, the first game my daughter had, I'm going to digress, she had 102 fever and it was the first game of the year, starting pitcher. She didn't go to school. She was sick as heck. And I always tell my kids, and I'll tell you, it's something I won't digress. I always say, professionals do it with a headache. I say it's Brie and Brody. It's really easy to, to have everything go great when you're loving what you do, when you feel perfect, when all is aligned. That's not a judge of character. A judge of character comes in when someone says no and they should have said yes or someone doesn't show up or someone's late or the deal falls through or you don't feel good or you're in a bad mood or your relationship broke up but you still got to close the deal. Professionals still go and close the deal. Professionals do it with a headache. And I told the story of Michael Jordan when he was playing the final game against the Jazz when I was younger. And he was sick as hell. He had food poisoning, throwing up, fever. And he went in and won the, you know, won the game, sick. Professionals do it with a headache. So my daughter's sick. All that comes back to me. She goes to the game and she pitches. Makes it halfway through the game. She gets really sick. I got to take her home. So anyway, I digress there. I'm really bragging about my kids here. Um, but what I want to share with you is this. Her first real game. She shows up. And I see this layer of intensity, this layer of level of confidence. I'm like, oh man, if she can keep that. And through the entire game, all I said subtly is like, Brie, you're keeping that confidence level, aren't you? And she just kind of like, 
Like I got goosebumps talking about because it, it hit her. She got, I mean, who, who watching right now wishes somebody told you that at 10 years old? I'm like, I want to come back as my kid, right? I'm not doing it for her. I'm just giving it to her. So she's doing it. So I'm not taking credit from her. But I watched her live this confidence. And halfway through the game, she made a couple of mistakes and she still had it. Three quarters of the way through the game, she still had it. Then last night, we had another game. And so, so yes, last night she had another game. This is, I'm here, it's Tuesday if you're not in the States. And Sunday she had a uh, Saturday she had a game. Sunday was our family meeting. And what I said to her, I said, Brie, your level of confidence, you just held it. I'm so proud of you. Remember, the arm doesn't give out. This gives out. And then she had a game last night that they won the game she pitched. And she did so amazing. And even if she didn't do great, I was more focused on watching her swagger. I was watching her swag. I was watching the confidence and she never lost it. And she had fun and she got into flow. She got into state and she enjoyed the game right to the winning pitch. Confidence is a key metric to your success. I said before, whatever's gone good in your life when your confidence is down. And so I said this in Millionaire Success Habits. I'm going to say it again now. Confidence isn't a scale of one to 10, right? So I'm using my daughter. So many of these examples. When your confidence is at a nine, you're screwed. <laughs> I guess I just sometimes put it bluntly, right? Really, your confidence on a scale of one to 10, I'm a five today, I'm a little off. No, if you're a nine, you are not your best self. If you're a nine, you make decisions that are safe. If you're at a nine with your confidence, you take the abuse. If you're at a nine with a confidence, you let your friends make you feel bad about yourself. If you're a nine at a confidence level, you accept the crappy pay that you receive or a boss treating you in a way you shouldn't be treated or saying, maybe next year I'll try this new business or finally get into real estate or whatever it is you so desire. Lack of confidence is that thing that keeps you still, keeps you stalled. And then what happens is things build on it. Everything seems heavier. Like, so did you ever, did you ever feel an off a day and, and your wife or your husband or somebody in your life or you booked that you had to go to a party? How do you feel when you're confident, you're having a bad day and it kind of tags your confidence? Like, ah, this really isn't working. I don't really want to be around people today. I don't really, ah, we got to go to that party. You walk in, you try to hide from people. Your confidence is only off a little bit. So if it can make you feel that way for a party or a crowd, how does that affect you, your next level of life, your abundance, your joy, your happiness? Right? We, we live in this place where we sabotage ourselves by robbing our confidence. And what I'd like to do today, even if it's just a reminder service, that's another one Dan Sullivan says. Dan Sullivan says, you pay me 25 grand a year. I'm really just a reminder. I'm a high cost reminder service. And he's right. There's not many things. Dan, I go four times a year for 25 grand, one day at a time. I get four days for 25 grand, six grand a day. Um, and, but what Dan, there's not much Dan teaches. I've been there for eight years that I, that's like, oh my God, revolutionary. Sometimes I go and the topic's something like this. And I'm like, I kind of no confidence. And I get done. I'm like, damn it. I am so thankful. I was reminded of that today. So here's what's great about these trainings, and, and I want to share this with you. Take what serves you and implement it immediately and throw the rest away. Take what serves you, write it down, implement it in your life as fast as humanly possible. When we're done today, write an email, send a letter, make a call, say no, say yes. Do something today to take your confidence up in the areas that you need it. That's how you get multiples out of the, the pennies that you pay to be here. Literally, you put it in play and watch this 
compound your life, your happiness, lower complexity, bring in money. I made some notes because I don't want to um, I don't want to miss anything. So we want we talk about protecting your confidence. We talk about having the ability to gain confidence. So many things in life rob it from us, and we don't know how to get it back. So what I'd like to do today is go over some things that I think can get you to find the confidence that's inside of you. You know, confidence is like enthusiasm. Confidence is like energy. I think when people see someone that's really confident, I'm not talking about an extrovert. I'm talking about the, 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 the coolest thing is when someone's like quiet confidence, right? Like someone walks in a room and they don't even say anything. Like, who's that? Right? That's you. It's in there. We, we are not born with confidence. We are not born with extra energy or extra enthusiasm. We get to make it. We get to create it. We are in control of our confidence level, even if you don't think so. Even if you go, no, 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 Dean, you don't know who I am. I'm shy. I'm the shyest person you know. How crazy is that? I could talk to this camera for three hours. I can go on stage with 15,000 people and love it and feel alive. Everybody gives me their energy back. If you've ever been to any of my live events, you know the energy I have on stage because I'm just taking it from you. But after the event, if there's the after-hour party, I'm shy. I have to force myself because I'm an introvert. I have to force myself to go because I love people, but I just it's just hard for me. But I know I've learned how to gain a quiet confidence that I can walk in the room. I can walk on stage. I can talk on this camera. I can, I can walk up to somebody. I can say yes. I can say no. And that's not who I was. I was the kid who hid behind my dad's or mom's leg every time we went someplace. I was the guy who quit school. I mean, would skip school on the days you had to stand up and speak in front of everybody. But I found a way to harness energy, harness enthusiasm, and gain confidence, especially when I need it the most. Now, I want you to make more money. That's just who I am. I'll never apologize for that because you make more money, you have the ability to take care of other people in your life. You have the ability to become a better version of yourself if you could take the stress and worry of bills or get a nutritionist and a naturopath and a personal trainer and eat organic food healthier. So many relationships where they say 80% of divorce, something had to do with finances. Are you kidding me? If you can take money out of the way, that goes away. You can focus on the relationship more, right? So I will never apologize for wanting you to make more money. And, and even if I'm talking about confidence today, subconsciously, that helps you make more money. But it helps you in all areas of your life. You're going to go talk to your kids about something that's bugging you? Confidence will help that. Fix a relationship? Confidence. Walk in the gym? Do it with pride? Confidence. Make more money? Confidence. So how do we start? Well, there's a lot, of, um, a lot of different ways. And I thought about this today, like I always do. I spend about an hour really going deep on how I'm going to teach you, what, what way can I deliver this in a way that sticks. So I want you to do something that you probably have done with me in the past, but I'm going to do it again. And that is looking backwards. So right now, I hope you have a pen or the ability to write down or at least think about. And this is kind of a positive focus on accomplishments. You see, we have this crazy brain that loves to remind us of the things we did wrong. It loves to remind us, even subconsciously, of our failures. Also loves to remind us of our missed opportunities. Did you ever, ever wake up in the middle of the night or you know, you're at a dentist and they're working on your teeth, you got nothing to do but think, and so all of a sudden your brain starts, I mean, some, listen, sometimes you're in a positive place, I get that. But when you're thinking about moving forward, or if you're in a place where you feel a little down or your confidence is a little low, 
Do you ever notice that your brain has this great way of reminding you the things that went wrong or reminding you why you missed out on this opportunity or how you screwed up that relationship or screwed up that business or you should have got into real estate sooner, you should have done this, should have done that. Our brain has a way of doing that. And even if it's not all the time for you, when it does do it, it leaves a stamp. It leaves this memory of, oh, maybe you shouldn't try that because you failed. Maybe it's not for you. Maybe the economy's not right. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And then your confidence is just hovering a little low. Like scared money makes no money, scared and in going into a new venture. If that confidence is a little low, you're going to stay exactly where you are. So what I'd love for you to think about is not the failures of the past, not the missed opportunities. What are the things that you accomplished? What are the things that you did that can show you how amazing you are when you put your mind to it? Whether that's being an amazing parent. You know, I don't know about you, but I was scared to death when my daughter was born. Oh my God, I remember taking her home after day two. I'm like, this is it? Nobody comes home with you? Like, you just take her home? I was scared to death. And then, you know, my parents were married and divorced a lot. I'm like, am I going to screw this kid up? Am I, do I really know how to be a good parent? But what I did is I interviewed 20 people that I thought were great parents. I read countless children's books and I gained the confidence to be a badass dad. I didn't have that at first. I had zero confidence about being a father. I did. I was so, I questioned everything. I still question, but I have confidence about being a dad because I gained the capabilities and I looked at other things. I've killed it in business. I've killed it in the real estate industry. Wrote multiple New York Times bestselling books. If I can do that, not focused on all the failures, I failed miserably in between all those. I had businesses that failed. I had partners where I trusted and I shouldn't and it's still my fault. All those things. So what I did was, is I gained the capabilities, which we're doing here right now about confidence, but I reflected on my other accomplishments to empower confidence in any area I wanted it. You are extremely confident in a couple areas of your life. There's a couple things you do and you just know you're good at it, right or wrong. Maybe it's your job, maybe it's your being a lover, maybe it's being a husband, being a wife, being a parent. There is something. So borrow that confidence for any new thing you're wanting to do. And how you do that, how you do that is by looking back on the accomplishments, the breakthroughs, the things that have made a positive impact on your life, not the things that went wrong. So jot them down if you have a pen. What things have you accomplished? Start thinking of that because you're going to borrow that confidence. Now, as you think through that, this is an exercise. This is an exercise that I did. Uh, I wrote this in the book with Sean Stevenson. I don't know if you know who Sean is. He's a three-foot giant, amazing dude, three-foot tall. He's been in a wheelchair his whole life, broke hundreds of bones. This guy's just loaded with confidence. This guy can walk in a room, walk on stage, and you can feel it. Like, think about that. Let's just really think about that. This is a guy who people, and this is just coming out of his words, people have looked at him. We go to restaurants and everybody just stare. They can't help it. They stare. They, give, they don't know how to react, right? This is a guy who busted through all that and has insane confidence. So I was going through something about eight years ago, something I wasn't used to handling, something in business, and it knocked me for a loop. It literally knocked me for a loop. Thank you, guys. I see some posts coming in here. Um, it knocked me for a loop. It had me off. It had my confidence off, and I was making bad decisions anyway. I was saying no. I was playing small. I knew 
my company and my life were going at the time. We were on this, and, and I, I just got off, and you realize, just like my daughter pitching, right? The head was off, and everything else was going wrong, right? My daughter loses her confidence, and her arm doesn't work anymore. She can't throw a strike. It had nothing to do with her arm. Well, my business wasn't good because I was off. Um, this, it was just a, a, a time. We all go through stuff. So I meet Sean through a mutual friend, and I end up going to Chicago, spend some time with him, and we start talking about confidence and this thing that's bugging me. And he could give two craps about the thing. So when I share with you right now, it's like you might be going through something, a worry, a fear, a, a, you know, a shortage, something is going on in your life. So I don't know what that thing is. And Sean didn't really want to care what my thing was. So I'm telling about this thing that's bugging me in my business that's knocking my confidence off. And this is what I do. And I don't know how to find it. And I, I'm, I'm trying to look backwards at my accomplishments. And, and Sean goes, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen. Uh, tell me 10 things that are cool about you. And I'm like, all right, dude, you're not, you're not hearing me. This, I do all this stuff. This is what I, I, I'm in this world. I have a New York Times bestseller called Totally Fulfilled. It's a personal growth book. I get this. No, I, I just want to talk through this situation and see how this could happen. He's like, okay, that's great. So could you grab that pen and write down 10 things that are cool about you? And I'm like, I just didn't see it. I didn't. So I'm going to ask you right now, as odd as this feels, if you've done this with me before, uh, this is awesome. God, oh, thanks, Jill. Appreciate it. Some great stuff coming in. Um, if you've done this before, if you've never done it, I want you to do this right now with me. And, and let's do five and do five when we're done today. But I want you to write down five things that are cool about you. You know, we have this brain. I said this before, but not only forgetting what we accomplished, but we also like to remind ourselves what we're, it's not cool. I say cool. What have you, what's good about you? What have you done? When I say cool, what's cool about me, I want to share and then I want to go back. What's cool about me is that I was, I love to work. I love what I do for a living. I love, I get to learn and teach for a living. If it's in my real estate space, I do more deals. I discover a new way to find deals. I get to create a course and share it. I discover a way to go faster, quicker, success habits. I get to be friends with Tony Robbins and Richard Branson and all these great people. I rob their knowledge. I get to share it with you and, and, and my buddies, Joe Polish. And I'm just, I'm, I'm so blessed with the people that are around me every day. I truly am. And for a living, I get to learn and share and promote and, and motivate and inspire. God, I used to fix cars. Like, I'm the luckiest guy alive, so I love to work. I don't have a gazillion hobbies. I'll be honest with you. I don't golf. I don't fish anymore. I don't hunt. I don't ski. I don't ride dirt bikes. I don't have a lot of hobbies. So I have kids, and all of a sudden I realize that I just love being a dad. And I'm sure if you're a parent, you love it just as much as me. You don't love your kids more. Uh, I don't love my kids more. We're, we're all the same. But I just loved being a parent. I wanted to be good at it. So what I think is cool about me is about seven years ago, I just decided I'm not working weekends anymore. I used to love, I'd work all weekend. I'd, I'd work till 10 o'clock at night because I loved it. I come home for dinner. I don't work weekends. That's cool. And I write that down. I love when some, I love to negotiate deals. Love to negotiate deals. Some people can't. That's just me. I love, I love selling. If I know I can get somebody invested and engaged in a future that's better for them, 
I freaking love to sell. I don't get nervous about sales. Sales, selling is what make the world go around. If you love what you do, you're obligated to get people to do it. If you find a cure for cancer, you better be damn good at selling. You find a cure to get your friends to stop smoking, you better sell it. Eat better, better sell it. Find a new way to get smarter, quicker, faster, sell it, right? I love selling. I love crazy stuff. Like I love the fact that I used to be able to, I, I'm not a good reader, I have dyslexia, but I can visually watch something and then go do it. I used to watch somebody run a bulldozer and then I'd buy one and when I used to build houses and I'd jump on the bulldozer and run it. I think that's cool. Well, I'm telling you this stuff, not to brag about me, to think of, spark some things in your head. What I want to tell you is that when Sean asked me this, I couldn't think of one. The only reason I rattled those off is because I did this exercise with him and I've been doing it ever since. But when he asked me to do it, I was like, Sean, I, I don't really know. He's like, are you kidding me? You wonder your, why your confidence is in the toilet? What's cool about you? He goes, dude, I know you. I, you had dyslexia. You have multiple New York Times bestseller. Sellers, that is freaking cool. I know what kind of dad you are. That is freaking cool. And he just started going on stuff that he saw in me. And I'm like, how could I not know this? It is the hardest thing in the room. I've done this live. And I appreciate the comments coming in, guys. Uh, and I'm still here. Um, we're obligated to success more than most people. You're damn right, buddy. Uh, thanks, guys. I appreciate all the comments coming in. I, when he asked me, I, I, I couldn't do it. And so many times, oh, I said that, uh, so many times I will be in a room of people live, right in the other room. I do my high-end masterminds, right, in this, uh, next to the studio here. And I'll say, guys, there's people in this room that are doing between 50 million and 400 million a year. And we'll do this. And at first, like, oh, I don't want to do this but I see some of them are off and we'll do it and they all love it when they're done. But you'll ask a guy who's got a company doing 400 million a year, what's cool about you? And he's like, ah, you know, just right now we're stressed. We're in this hiring process. I'm like, but what's cool about you? Yeah, you know, I love, I'm so blessed to have a company like this, but we're thinking in the sales process and I'm not sure if things are going right. And, and you realize that we get stuck, no matter if you're making $20 a year or 20 million or 200 million, we forget to look backwards on what's cool about us. So why am I talking about this so much? Because I want you to do this. I want you to think about it. I watch people that are massively successful get stumped when I ask what's cool about you. And then when they start writing down, I watch the energy in the room change. I watch the way they react. I watch what they say. I watch the smiles on their face and they start talking with each other. They're next to somebody else. Go, yeah, do you know that I almost climbed, you know, some mountain. I was three quarters of the way up. Oh my God. Somebody says, yeah, I, I, I literally had the nerve. I got dropped out of a helicopter on skis and skied down a mountain. And all of a sudden it brings up these emotions. You know, we are nothing more than what we believe, what we think. If we think we're not good enough, if we look at our past failures, we think about the stuff that's stressing us in our life, we think about the economy could be off, our neighbors don't believe us, our family doesn't have faith in us. We start thinking that's just who we become. That's who we are. What this little trick is, guys, it's not so you can brag about yourself. When you start thinking what's cool about you, I literally said that I love music more than most people know. I remember writing down, I love sometimes when no one's home, I crank up the music and sing and dance around. That, that's cool. But when I started thinking about these emotions, thinking about spending time with my kids, thinking about driving a bulldozer, how good I felt when I did this, think about being on stage in front of 15,000 people. No, I was the kid that used to skip school. When I think about that, it's not about me bragging. I'm telling you, it feels like I'm bragging a little bit, but I'm not. What I want to tell you, it sparks a new emotion inside of me and it overpowers the negativity. It gets stronger. It pushes that, that you can't do this. You're not good enough. You're not loved. You can fail kind of 
version of you pushes that crap down and all of a sudden the real you exposes. That's when you feel in flow. That's when you feel in state. So I'm still talking here and I'm hoping that you are thinking about the stuff, the things in your life that make you cool or what's cool about you. And you can use any word, accomplished, cool. But that, that list, as much as you're doing right now, as much as you've done right now, I would love for you to take the time to do this and do it once a month. Just remind yourself once a month what is cool, what you've accomplished, what you've done. And those failures, it's, you know, what have you learned from it? So the next thing I want to do, I want you to think about this. If you're going through something in your life, if you're facing something, a decision, a choice, something you need to happen or something you're worried about, here's a big one. This one's... Uh, I've done this a gazillion times, is there has been problems in your life, in your business, in your evolution, in your climb. You are, you've accomplished so much. You wouldn't be here with me right now. You are paying for speed. You are doing this, not something else. For you to take the time here today, 45 minutes or an hour out of your day to be here, you are something that's growing. You are on the path to growth. It's impossible to stop you. You might not be going as fast as you want, but you are growing. But you know what you forgot about? You forgot about those things that you thought were just traumatic or devastating in your life or you couldn't get over. And you got over them. And you went on. And you learned. And you're here today. There are things in your life, a breakup, an end of a bankruptcy, end of a job, didn't get the promotion, said yes, said no. There are things in your life that happened that were just like, oh, that oh feeling, and I can't do this, or those feelings came in, and guess what? You did, and you came out better on the other side, no matter how bad it was. And if you're still going through one of those painful things, look back as far as you can and look at all the things that were like that in your life, and you overcame them. You learned from, even if you never took the time to see what you learned, you did. You learned what not to do or not, you know, what not to feel, and you got better at that version. And if you're stuck there, Find what you can learn from it and realize you've been overcoming problems most of your life. Uh, uh, Winston Churchill said the definition of success is going from failure to failure without losing your enthusiasm. You could change enthusiasm with confidence, right? Because that's what we do as humans. Things don't go right all the time. And when we fail, we recover and we get smarter. That's where wisdom, I truly believe, Knowledge comes from learning and doing. Wisdom comes from trial and error, failing. And that's, you're building your wisdom bucket. You're building your subconscious, this strong self-confidence or, or subconscious. So I want you to think about that. Spend the time to think about the things you thought were going to stop you, thought your evolution was over, and you got over them. Because that means when you're going through it now or in the future someday, there's no reason that has to affect your confidence Affecting your confidence is a choice, as hard as that sounds and as hard as I know it because I live it and I work through it. You can decide if it's going to affect your confidence by using these tools and remembering this the next time you get in a place like that. Uh, thanks. I, I see some questions coming in. Uh, my confidence, I'm going to, I'll get to these questions. What I'm going to do, I'm going to go another 10 minutes or so. Get your questions ready. Let's just do a nice run at the end and I'll go through and I'll get to these questions, okay? Um, So now I want you to think about this. Even if you didn't realize it was confidence, 
what has confidence, lack of confidence, or not peak confidence? Right? I'm not talking about you're walking around mopey. I'm just talking about if what has lack of confidence cost you to this point? So if you gained confidence right now, if you had the ability to look back at what's cool about me, what I've accomplished, I've had those failures in the past, I broke through those, I can do this. If you had the confidence to make the decision maybe that you're thinking of right now about work, about income, about money, about wealth, or about relationships, about a partner, about a spouse, about kids, about anything in your life, if you had more confidence, what's the best outcome that could happen for you? Would you quit the job and go full bore into your company? Would you fire an employer or start hiring somebody? Would you go after that promotion no matter what anybody thought about? I don't know what it is. Would you finally walk in and say, this relationship's not working, time to fix it? Or would you end one that's bad? Or would you have the nerve to try to start one after a broken heart? I don't know. And I, you know, this is about wealth building. But man, if, you got, if you're off in your personal life, if you're off with your health, it's really tough to go to another level financially if that stuff's broken. So this, this is a blanket. I, I want to make you successful. This is success, right? So what is the best outcome in any of those areas? And what would you do if your confidence was up? That gives you the move towards feelings. Like, I am going to move towards this. I am going to find this confidence. I'm going to look back on my past. I've already accomplished this. And then... I want you to go to the complete opposite side. So you're looking towards this bigger future. If I had more confidence, I would do this, 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 and this. But then I want you to do is, what if your confidence stays low? What's the worst thing that can happen? I attach this to a lot. I attach this to goal setting. I attach it to my weekly 90-day jumps. I, my 90-day you know, sprint. I attach it to a lot because what we all do is we usually do one or the other. When you attach both, like what is the best outcome for more confidence for me? What does that look like? Man, that feels good. Live it. Feel it. Pretend you're there and let yourself say, man, I'm, I'm doing what I was meant to do, what I was put on this earth to do, making the money I deserve. How does it feel when you look in the mirror? How does that confidence feel when you walk in a room or your husband looks at you or your wife looks at you or your, or your kids or somebody in your life? How does that feel? But then the opposite needs to be in play. What's the worst case scenario? What's what happened if you don't raise your confidence? If you don't ask for the promotion, quit the job, start the start the business, put fuel behind the business, have the nerve to take action, have the courage, the confidence to go for it. What if you don't do that? What if you don't fix the relationship? What if you don't have the confidence to start a new one? Where will you be in a year from now? Let that pain sink in too. When you have motivators, listen, let's just be honest. You can give somebody a business where you give them $20 bills that they can sell for $10. If your confidence is in the toilet and you're like, hey, I have a $20 bill and if you give me 10 bucks, I'll give you this 20. What do you think? People wouldn't trust you. You you couldn't make a business that you sell $20 bills for 10 bucks work if your confidence is low. So where will you be if you don't gain another level of confidence? Where will you be with your income, with your happiness, with your joy, with your relationships? Get the motivation. Like what I always say is what people want to know always ask me, how do you have so much going on? How do you keep the energy, the stamina, the enthusiasm? It's because I'll play any trick I possibly can on myself to continue to push forward. I do. And if I got to play the game of like, oh, 
in a year from now, if I don't take action with that new company, someone else is going to gobble up that space. I'm going to miss out. And I want that to be something part of my, I want to affect those people's lives. I want to write that book. I will do anything in my power to ignite me being on fire, to sit up taller, to feel better, to not let me miss an opportunity again, to, to live into my full potential. I want my kids to see a confident dad. Like, find ways that make you realize that you're affecting other people. Do you want to be the leader of your household? I don't mean like I'm the dominant leader, the one that gives the example. Do you want to be the example of low confidence? Not you know, afraid to ask for what you want, afraid to go for what you want? Or do you want to be the one that shows the people around you that you can find, you can muster up the confidence even when shit goes wrong, even when stuff goes sideways. You can gain the confidence you want even when the circumstances aren't perfect. Remember what I told my daughter? I said, Professionals do it with a headache. People who succeed learn how to find confidence even when all the things around them say they shouldn't be confident. We get to make that decision. Confidence, if your confidence is coming from the outside world when things go right in the moment, then you're a roller coaster. Then you're going up and down with the tide, right? But if you can create it, you can find that way. You can find that happy face, you, that happy place. You know your why. I don't want to go in that today, but you know if you read any of my books, go back and read Millionaire Success Habits. You know the why is important. When you know why you're doing it and you know where you're going and you can muster up the confidence, you have the decision to turn the confidence switch on just like that. And you're going to need it for the next levels of growth that you want to go through. You wouldn't be here watching if you didn't want next levels of growth. A couple other things. Um, change your physiology, right? This is Tony Robbins is big on this. If you know Tony, I love the guy. But Tony goes really deep on, uh, let's see, let's read some questions. Great stuff coming in, guys. I'll get to the questions in a minute. So Tony talks about physiology, and he's what it really made me really really made me realize uh, how important it is. You don't know what, what comes first, the horse or the car. I don't know, so I'm just going to give you all the things. Is I watched my daughter, her physiology, when she threw, walked two batters in a row last year. I'd watch her just like that. Literally, I could watch her shoulders go forward. I watch her face change. Even the way she stands, she stands in this weird, like, instead of ready position, you know, when someone hits, she's kind of standing up straight and her shoulders are down and she just like, and I watch everything change. So what triggers what, right? We know those studies. Uh, you can Google it. Go, on, go online and Google the smile study. Simply by smiling. Literally, if you walk around with a smile, it's almost impossible to be depressed. It, it beat people on antidepressants or just ask them to smile in the mirror for an hour a day. The smiling in the mirror was like head to head, I feel better, right? They did studies like this. They did studies with high school yearbook pictures where they just went and looked at the people who smiled in their pictures compared to the ones that didn't. And the ones that smiled had better marriages, made more money. Crazy, a smile, right? They, they did the same thing with baseball cards, right? The kids collect baseball cards. They went and saw all the rookies who were smiling big in the picture compared to the rookies that were like this. And the ones that smiled, happier, more successful, more money, better relationships. Wow, so what comes first? Were they smiling because they were happy on the inside or did the smile help create the inside? I think it's both. So why mess with it? Why not just do it? Here's what I know. When your confidence is down, you're like my daughter, you know, kind of like 
you know, if I was doing this video like this for you guys, I'm like, hey guys, no, this is, today's going to be really good about confidence. You wouldn't want to listen to me. You don't feel the confidence of what I'm saying. This is, what I'm sharing with you is in beliefs I have. These are things that affected my life, affected the people I know and love and people that have done amazing. Without confidence, it just doesn't work. So I know this to be true, so I could say it with conviction. I could say it right to the camera. I'm just talking to a little black dot, right? But I know you're on the other side, and I know you need this. So let me ask you, when you're going through your day, and it's a long day, and you're like, oh, look at that posture. Look at that compared to shoulders back, smile. Like, I don't know which ones. I know smiling makes you feel happier, so why not? Find a way to get yourself in check with your physiology. How am I standing? How am I holding myself? How am I presenting my, my facial appearance? Am I smiling? Am I kind of frowning? You know, people go, ah, oh, how's your day? And they go, ah. Oh. It's like that tells your subconscious shit's messed up, right? We're, we're sad. We're depressed. We're not confident. No, I want to use every tool in my toolbox to protect this confidence. Like Dan Sullivan said, he gets paid 25 grand a year. He makes generates 50 million bucks a year, taught more entrepreneurs in the world. And what does he say? The number one thing I want to teach my entrepreneurs to make more money, to have a better life, protect your confidence. So check your physiology. Look in the mirror. How, check yourself going through the day and you're like this. Say, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not getting in that space. No way. This is who I am. This is me, right? So check your physiology. Second, what about people in your life that when you're around them, they rob your confidence. Now, you know what I tell my kids? People, you can't let somebody rob your confidence or make you feel unhappy without your permission. That's, I've been telling my kids that since they're little. Easier said than freaking done. There are people in your life that make you feel like crap. There are people that tell you you're a dreamer. I can't believe you're even following that guy. You're paying him every month to learn from him. What are you doing? Just get a job. Get real. There's people in your life in a variety of ways. In your relationships, your income, your, your desires and dreams. There's people that want. There's people that feel they're protecting you. And when they speak, it dings that confidence. I'm not talking one to ten. I'm talking going from ten to nine. There are people that put you at a nine when you're around them. And some of you, it's your husband. Some of you, it's your wife. Some of you, it's your parents. It's your sister. It's your best friend. Holy crap. The people closest to me are dinging my confidence. You got to do something about that. I'm not saying you got to throw them out of your life. I'm not saying go get a divorce. You have to find a way to be Teflon. You have to find a way to not let someone else's words affect you. You can't give them permission to rob your confidence. You know, if I tell my daughter, if there's someone in the stands, you throw bad pitches, they come on, do a better pitch. You want to give, do they, you want to give them permission to rob your confidence for your future? How are you giving somebody that much value? Don't you dare. So I want you to start thinking about the people who rob your confidence. Spend less time with them. And if you can't, just love on them. Try to listen more than you talk. But whatever they say, you have to find a way to be Teflon. Protect your confidence with everything that you have. This is another big Tony one that I think is really important. Is your words. The words that you say. Right? So think about this. Like someone says to you, how's your day? Ah, stressed. Look at that. How many people you know say, ah, busy day, a little overwhelmed, ah, you know, just not enough time in a day. And all of a sudden, those words, that expression, the physiology tells your body, ah, there's no confidence here today. Let's just pull the sign up, like no vacancy, no confidence, right? So if your physiology can change, can words affect you? Is there a patterned word that you say, how's your relationship? It's okay. What does that make you feel like when you say, it's okay? right? So if 
Physiology can change. Words do the same thing. They're triggers. So start catching those words. When you find yourself say a word and your face crunches up or your shoulders go down, or you're like, like, kill that word. No more using it. Flip it around. Flip it. Find a new word that sparks more confidence. It sparks more joy to get you in a different state of confidence, level of confidence, right? So think about those words that do that. Um, also, um, your energy, right? So I love to check my energy. Like I will go through the day and I'll realize I'm in a meeting and my energy got down and everything's like, I'm not presenting myself. I'm not convincing my team to do the things we need to do or, or sharing the best me. And I just do an energy check. Like, where's your energy right now? Uh, energy doesn't come from a cup of coffee. Energy doesn't come from food. Energy comes within. You know, how many times have you been doing something you didn't like and then someone says, hey, do you want to go do it? I watch this with kids, right? My son can be like, oh, dad, I'm bored. I'm a little tired. I'm like, you want to go outside and play basketball? Heck yeah, let's go do it. Let's play horse. I'm going to beat you. Immediately, his energy went through the roof. I didn't feed him anything. I didn't give him any coffee. I didn't give him a speed pill or a Red Bull. I just changed what was on and his energy immediately changed. Guess what? That energy lives in us. It's always there. We just have to tap into it. And what I'd say, just... Start practicing tapping into that energy. Just like be doing something in your house or at work and just say, right now I'm going to crank up the energy. And you can think about what you're cool at. You can think about your state, change your physiology, change your words. Do what it takes to like snap into a different place and watch the confidence go up. Watch it go up immediately and watch your energy go up. Again, I, I do it as like little tricks to myself. I'll find myself low in energy. I'm like, create some right now. Just make it. And the more you do it, the more you train yourself. It's like going to a gym, right? You know, go to a gym once and work out and come out ripped. You got to go to the gym all the time. All right, guys, I, thank you so much for, for being here. And so I, I, right now, let me go back. I'll ask some questions. But ask any questions you got. Any questions on this or another topic, you, you got me here. I'm here and I want to answer your questions. But I hope today, today could have been... What sometimes, when I go to Dan Sullivan or I go to Genius Network that I pay 25 grand for, sometimes it's that reminder. Where in your life can more confidence take you to another level? Where in more can more confidence give you a breakthrough? If that's the case, then you need to watch this again and you need to go through these exercises and you need to find that confidence to just go for it, to just do it. It is better to try and fail than to sit on the sidelines. Sitting on the sidelines, you know, when you talk to older people, you, watch, you read all these articles and magazines. When you talk to somebody older in their life, they're, they're always regretting the, the things they didn't take action on. Lack of confidence will keep you right where you are. And you're here because you want more. If you liked this podcast, make sure you rate it. And also, make sure to click subscribe so you never miss out. You can always follow us on Instagram. And if you don't already have millionaire success habits, you can grab it for free at deansfreebook.com. Remember, all success starts here.